This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review pod. Hello, this is Bill Bannum, your guest host today. And in this episode, we're going to look at what could change within management development in the next decade or so, and how leaders can be more accountable. My fabulous, wonderful guest this time is Tom Manning, founder over at the Pathway Academy. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm really good, Bill. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So, Tom, beyond my very brief introduction there, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself to our listeners? My name is Tom Manning, founded uh, Pathway Academy about sort of eight years ago now. Uh, We specialise in management development, but Ultimately, what we really love is helping organizations get more consistent results and have happier teams and more consistent performance and and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a bit of an intro to us and and me. Very good. And your branding has lots of lovely yellow all over it, which regular listeners of the show will know I like because I'm a Norwich City fan. Uh, So Tom and I got to know each other through the Disrupt HR events. Uh, I've been running various Disrupt HR chapters with other awesome people now for for a little while tom is one of our most regular attendees he he turns up at all of these different events and indeed he's spoken at a few as well and um disrupt events organized by others around the uk including bristol where i saw him perform for the first time and he was marvelous let's just uh, start there tom what what do you what do you like about disrupt what what's what's good about it anything that we can make better What, what are your thoughts well, yeah, I, I, I really like Disrupt. And, and, and I think I just got a really nice energy about it. Uh, it you know, it sounds corny because it's in the title, but it is disruptive. You kind of really try to be disruptive. You try to hear voices that maybe aren't being heard, uh, try and kind of share different experiences and different people with a different variety of experiences. And I think it's in that variety that you then start questioning some of what you're doing uh, some of uh, some of the assumptions you maybe you've made um, in your approach to people and HR and on on all that and uh, so yeah so I re- really uh, really love the format uh, and uh, and the kind of feel and vibe uh, of the event certainly here in the UK. And you're so good at it, Tom. You you leave the crowds they're wanting more that they're, they're, they're vying to get your autograph at the end. I've noticed you're doing a fantastic job and i'm sure we're going to get you involved with more in 2024 okay let's change up the the conversation now though um i want to talk to you a bit about management development and uh, the role of leaders and how they can be more accountable what do you think will change in management development in say the next decade or so i think for me it's going to shift uh a lot towards more long-term skill development uh, you know the kind of traditional sheep dip. I don't know. I I, I use that term a lot uh, just because it, it is so true. Uh, the kind of traditional sheep dipping through a management development program uh, just doesn't work really. Uh, but in the absence of, of us having a kind of alternative option that that does work, we tend to just keep doing the same thing. So I think we will we'll see a big shift. Um, I think in how do we really develop the skills uh, we don't develop these types of skills in just a few hours or a few days we develop them consistently over time with practice and mistakes you know if we're practicing having honest conversations for example that is not something 
you learn in a couple of hours. You're going you're gonna to have a go. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to practice. You're going to get some coaching on it. So I think much more longer-term development of core skills um, and kind of the embedding of those skills, for me, that's, that's the shift that we'll see. I just don't think that organizations get uh, a, a big enough return on investment uh, in the approach they're using now. Uh, so I think there's a, there's a win-win uh, uh, in terms of how that will shift in the future. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent and tech experts. Yes, I've seen this uh, sheep dipping thing from a couple of years. Disrupt talks and the crowd does love it. Uh, Okay, so what core management skills, Tom, do you often see missing? I mean, you said, obviously, we do focus a lot on accountability. I mean, for me, that that is a big part of what is generally missing. You know, we just we just assume managers can hold their teams accountable. And we, we have such high expectations that they will. We just we expect a huge amount from them. Um, and when they don't do those things, we get frustrated um, and even might even blame them for the fact that they don't have these skills that we didn't really teach them. Uh, and and when I say teach them, you know that doesn't include necessarily sheep to them for a few days. If we've not really helped them to develop those skills, uh, then uh, we're part of the problem, really. Um, so yeah, so I think that there's this big skill gap that's missing that is just an assume an assumption. We just assume they have it, assume they will do it well, and we expect it from them, despite the fact that we often haven't really done enough to to help them acquire those skills. So I think that's, yeah, that's what I would say. Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR and Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. Very good, very good. What might, Tom, the future of performance management be? Uh, what, what do you think that might look like? in the next few years i think that we need to stop looking at it as like an isolated individual process and that's not to say that organizations or hr see it that way but certainly managers do i think yeah managers see it as this individual process we just follow this process do my one-to-ones type it up all that kind of other stuff and i think we need to help them to see that there's a much broader process around evaluating performance, assessing skill gaps and all that kind of other stuff and collecting data around some of that stuff. And certainly if you're, if you're a manager, uh, you know, part of performance, uh, performance management and assessment should be collecting data from your teams. We should be collecting that data. That should be part of our performance management for managers. Um, But we just don't tend to do that kind of stuff at all. Um, So, so a much broader, much more uh, robust process i think is is where we need to move to personally i think that will make it much more impactful and meaningful and uh you know it's better for the organization and it's better for managers too so yeah i think that's that for me we need to move away from tick boxing basically and make it more meaningful if you enjoy the hr and review podcast please consider giving us a five-star rating in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. This helps others find us and grow our community of HR and related professionals. Whose responsibility is it then to to develop these managers and these leaders, Tom? Is that on them 
to go out and, and, and find the right training, the right courses and whatnot to to help them grow within their leadership careers? Is that on the HR department to provide them with the right opportunities? Is that somewhere else? What are your thoughts there? Well, it's a really good question because uh, it's a shared responsibility. You know, ultimately, the organisation needs to be leading the effort of providing that. That's not to say that um, an individual manager can't, you know, if the organisation has facilitated a suite of different training, why they can't go and self-select that, for example. But, you know, I think the organisation needs to be leading the process of finding some top class training and skill development uh, that, that, that managers can access but also what I don't see very often is those people being responsible to develop their own skills. Very, very rarely is there any kind of assessment around how well they're developing those skills. Or, for example, if we did put them on some management training, how much of that did they did they take? How much are they embedding um, of those skills? How, how much are they building on those skills over time? Uh, supported by more coaching or something there's no really no accountability for that often so I think yeah for me you know sort of you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink Uh, if they choose not to drink they should be accountable to that basically is what I'm saying and that accountability doesn't exist Um, so I think it's very much a shared responsibility um, but we don't always that isn't always reflected I don't think uh in in how many organizations approach it today but that's that's my view okay very good so so far we have had featured in this conversation sheep and horses i wonder if you can get another animal in one of your answers before we do wrap up in in terms of that accountability piece where, where, where do the metrics come in where 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 does the data come in to to measure whether this stuff is working. How, how do we know if a company's management development is, is working? You know, what, what are those what are those KPIs? What what are those what are those numbers that tell us that a leader is being developed and is being developed in the right ways? Yes, really good question again. Um, I think for me, often organizations don't know. That is the harsh reality of it. They don't they don't know or have a proper assessment around what their management capability is. And what the capability is of managers to to perform these skills, uh, they just don't know that. And the problem with that is they don't know really where their gaps are. They can't therefore put the right support in place. It's more difficult to hold people accountable to developing the skills because we're not measuring whether they've got them or not. So how how can you how do you hold them accountable for that? Um, so I think yeah, for me, there's there's lots of work to do there to to build out better data and assessment around uh around skill development and it can can be done absolutely in my in my view um and and we've done certainly a lot of work with some of our clients around some of that um it's never going to be perfect it's never but we can make it a lot more robust than than often what is nothing today you know uh so something rather than nothing uh, and I'm really struggling to find the last animal uh, bill. So <laughs> I'm, I'm at, that might be a little bit of a, a fail on my part. Follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Well, Tom, we are coming towards the dog days of the questions in this particular interview. There you go. There's a freebie for you. Um, but I will give you 
more opportunities to get another animal in for yourself. Um, the next two questions, Tom, are questions that we ask of all of our guests on the HR in review pod. Okay. And the first one goes as follows. If you could pass on one crucial lesson, Tom, that you've learned in your career in one minute or less, what bill that's going to be impossible. What would be your top tip for HR pros and leaders go? I would say find out what you really authentically enjoy and find the place that you are authentically at your best. Um, I think the reason I've ended up doing this is because uh, at a time in my career, I knew that while I was good at it uh, and I was doing well, I fundamentally knew that it wasn't perhaps really for me I knew that underneath you know and 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 I had to take a few brave moves along the way because I didn't necessarily know what it was what the answer was but I knew what I wasn't what I was doing wasn't right so I would say yeah uh follow what feels authentically right and uh and I think that you'll have a much happier career if you if you do that very good. There was no mention of an animal there, though, Tom. You're running out of time to be able to do that. Uh, next question. Again, we ask of all of our guests, what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR and leadership over the next five to ten years? I think uh, proper emotional uh, and self-awareness. I think a lot of what we're doing today is sort of like stuff that's trapped in your head, like it's like it's emotional IQ intelligence, uh, which suggests it's in your head, uh, but the real, you know, emotional awareness, intelligence is is really being in touch with who you are and how you feel and what you know to be true for you, and uh, and a lot around uh, how I behave and my choices around that behaviour, and how can I get in an animal here? Uh, I don't know. I'm struggling there. So, yeah, that would be my answer. And unfortunately, it looks like I have, have failed a bit on the animal. Just uh, struggling there, Bill. Another great answer, but you made a pig of getting an animal into it. Okay. So before we wrap up for today, Tom, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the Pathway Academy? Yes, you can find us on the web, obviously, uh, thepathwayacademy.co.uk or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always posting on LinkedIn. Uh, very active on there, uh, all sharing, commenting, stuff like that. So yeah, always, always good to connect with people on there. And shameless plug from my end, you can also check out Tom's talk at Disrupt HR Bristol this year. Uh, Tom, help me out here. Uh, Disrupt HR Milton Keynes under the Cambridge page, and I think we had you speak at another one, didn't we? Was was that Birmingham as well? It was no, it was actually Cambridge and Milton Keynes, but obviously oh, okay. they're sort of under the Cambridge banner. So yeah. There we go. And uh, I'm sure we'll get you involved with plenty more next year, too, because you're a lovely chap. Uh, Tom not only has bought me drinks to uh, to butter me up, but he also gave me a lift home one day. So he's a very nice man. He's in my good books. He's a, he's a great guy. Tom, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR In Review show. Super. Thanks very much. It's been great fun. Thanks, Bill. The HR In Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. HRReview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. 
You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HR Review or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.